Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Welcome to another episode of Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are on episode number 78. How did that happen? I don't know. One step at a time, I think. I, I've been uh, working forward on on some of our, our calendar, and I saw that magic number 100 looming out there. We're at I mean, that's when all the TV shows celebrate, right? When they have their 100th anniversary show or their 100th show. And, uh, and I probably messed some people up. The last, uh, last week, I said we were episode 76. And the week before, we were episode 76. So, oops, sorry. You're treating those like your birthdays, aren't you, Cheryl? <laughs> yeah, pretty oh, much. It's my 40th birthday, my 40th birthday, and my 40th birthday. Three years that's in a row. so true. All right. Well, we are Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. And we are sponsored by azfirearms.com, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. I am one of your hosts, Cheryl Todd. And I'm Dan Todd. We have a great lineup today. The theme of our show is the Freedom Coalition. Our first hour guest is Holly Sullivan, executive board member of CCDL, Connecticut Citizens Defense League, here to talk to about another attempt, uh, the governor of Connecticut attempting to raise gun permit fees by 400%. Holy uh, moly. What is that about? Well, you know, we, they talk about, you know, we can't make people have an ID card because it's a violation of their rights when it's $15. Some people can't afford it. What are they going to do about this with 400%? That's crazy. Well, Holly's going to talk to us about what the heck is going on and what the heck people are doing to try to stop it. We also have Matt Lofer. No. Will Hafer. There you go. He's a firearms designer and co-host of Geeks, Gadgets, and Guns, and one of the hosts of LFD Research on YouTube. Our second hour, we're going to have in studio Sheriff Richard Mack, founder and president of the Constitutional Sheriff and Peace Officers Association, CSPOA, and Rick Dalton, the vice president and national spokesman for the Constitutional Sheriff and Peace Officers Association. And both of them will talk to us today about the Freedom Coalition that is fighting to free American citizens who have been imprisoned for arbitrary and political reasons. We will also have our Responsibly Armed Citizen Report and Dan's Commentary. Um. All right, so our theme today, Freedom Coalition. I have once again borrowed our theme today from some important work that our guests are doing. And I like to really understand words and their intent. And if you ever really want to have fun, then go and look up the etymology of words, right? So it kind of tells you the origin of a word and how maybe it's shifted through uh, time. But uh, I'm a word nerd, so I like that kind of thing. (laughs) I heard somebody whispering in my ear that I was a nerd just now. Uh, It's amazing. And sometimes uh, the way that words do shift and morph over generations. So I looked up the definition of coalition, which is an alliance or union between groups, factions, or parties, especially for some temporary hmm, or specific reason. And I looked up the origin or etymology of the same word, and it has stayed pretty close to its roots. It means a, a fusing and a growing together of parts. When you think about a fusing, right, or a deeply connected union of people aiming at freedom, what comes to mind? Well, I think of the United States. I, I feel it is a perfect picture of human beings aligning and coalescing and straining toward 
freedom. We have imperfect ways. We elect and lift up imperfect people to help us move toward our goal. But it is a worthy endeavor. And I hope that it isn't, as the definition states, temporary. Now, some among us believe that we can somehow mandate ourselves into this state of freedom. They believe with all their hearts that just a few more laws or penalties or rules will produce a state of freedom for all. As misguided as that sounds to us, these people have done studies, right? They polled their focus groups and and they're certain that freedom is under the thumb of a large and bureaucratic government, right? You're going to find freedom under the thumb of a large and bureaucratic government. (laughs) And a government made up of people who are just as fallible as the rest of us. They even pick names for themselves that sound good, right? Liberal, right? That sounds good. Progressive. Interesting, isn't it? To see that people can think they're aiming at this bullseye called freedom, but get so caught up in the process that they lose sight of the goal and maybe even find themselves working against the very things and the very people they should be aligned with and in coalition with. If their and our true goal is freedom, perhaps fewer restrictions and smaller government, as I personally believe, might actually be the better path as we move forward in this great and grand experiment, this uniting of states, this freedom coalition. Dan? Well, Cheryl, I got kind of confused there because you said etymology, and I thought that was that stuff you eat in Asian restaurants. <laughs> Edamame? <laughs> oh, is that? Okay. All right. Now I kind of get what you're going with this. Holy cow, I'm glad I was even catching that grift, etymology. etymology. You're bad. Well, I, I can tell you this, that if the government controls us, we're not free. Okay? Bottom line. Well, you know, on the drive in here today, beautiful Saturday afternoon in Phoenix, Arizona, driving in through to Scottsdale, Arizona, we saw a whole group of people on either side of the street, and they're, they're saying, we demand affordable care. We demand the ACA. And I'm saying, you know what? It's, it's not affordable for everyone. And the arguments I'm hearing back and forth, you know, for this thing that we've been put under the thumb of government and forced to do, you know, just that very fact, let's figure another way that we're not forced, that we don't have to mail in our note from the teacher. I, I got so irritated the other day when I forget what n- number it is, 1093 form B or something like that, to prove to our federal government that you and I, as grown adults, have paid for health insurance. I understand that. It's, it's terrible. You know, we, we need the government to make sure that people or companies aren't um, taking, maybe taking advantage of us or, or being crooked towards us. You know, we need that protection. Yeah, but, but we don't need a when, government to what, te- tell yeah. us we need insurance. Yeah, and what about when the government's being crooked towards us? Well, that's the problem. <laughs> but, you know, aye, we, aye, do, aye. we do need to um, get insurance on our own, I think. I don't well, we think have, that's, that's that, the thing that drives me nuts. You and I, we've been self-employed people our entire lives, and we have managed to somehow, without the government making us do it, been covered by health insurance every single day of our adult lives. And now, because of this quote-unquote Affordable Care Act, it's no longer affordable for us. Our rates have just skyrocketed up, and I don't see that there's any end to that. And so, you know, we had 15% of America, to quote Obama himself, President Obama himself, when he was doing his infomercials. Former. Yes, thank you. Previous uh, president. When, when he said there was 15% of America with no insurance. So then they they institute this thing. We spent billions with a B on a website. I don't know if it still works or not. It it kept having troubles at the beginning. That money right there could have helped an awful lot of people, right? 
just to build a website. And now we still have people that don't have insurance because they're choosing not to. They're saying, don't penalize me. Don't tax me that I choose not to have this. And then the Republicans are trying to, you know, try to make the perfect plan where they don't ruffle any feathers. And I'm saying, you know what? President Trump was bold in his seeking of the office. He's been bold in all of his um, uh, executive orders and all of his actions in the last 30 whatever days that he's been the president. I think they need to be bold about this. And guess what? There's going to be people without insurance because there are always people in all three of these scenarios without insurance. Our rate didn't go up this high because of any other reason except for Affordable Care Act. Right. I don't know how I could, we got on that. Uh, I, I could, guess it's about freedom, but it's not. It even. is about freedom, and I don't think that if we if we got rid of Affordable Care Act, I don't think the rates would continue to go up. I think that it would stabilize somewhere. I just can't help but believe that myself. So anyway, um, yes, today our theme is Freedom Coalition, and I'm so excited about all the guests that uh, we have coming on. I also want to... Uh, tell everybody we've sent out our first newsletter. So I'd love for everybody to get on our email list so that they get our monthly newsletter. That uh, is awesome. I tell you, I, I didn't know anything about this. All I just I came up on my phone and Cassie did such a wonderful job. That's Cassie Todd. She's the Todd manager. Cassie Todd <laughs> Jameson. I'm sorry. I keep forgetting, mm-hmm. but I don't forget because I love Jason. Um, <laughs> she's a manager of Pot of Gold and she took the time to make this newsletter it is beautiful. And she also put together a YouTube video based on one of our shows. And I said, man, if that's time effective, do that for every single one of our shows. So check out our YouTube channel as well. And the, the newsletter email would come to, uh, if you'll email at me at talk at gunfreedomradio.com. We'll be sure you get on that list. And also, we are looking for a few select advertisers and sponsors. This is not the time to shrink back and become quiet because, you know, everybody's saying, well, I don't know, the gun business, you know, it's kind of softening a little now that there's not all these threats, which by the time we get done with today's show, you're going to see there's a, there's still a huge we level of trouble. threat out there we against our gun rights. And they're being very backdoor about it. But uh, they're saying, I just don't know if, if now's the time to advertise. Well, now's the time is the perfect time to advertise because you want to Make yourself as visible and loud as possible, and we would love to partner with you and help you grow your brand as we are growing ours. So reach out to our ad specialist, Rob, Rob Lamb, at rob at gunfreedomradio.com and uh, see what he can work up for you. All right, well, stick around because we have a huge show. On the other side of this commercial set is... Holly Sullivan, executive board member at Connecticut Citizens Defense League, talking to us about gun permit hikes, hike co- cost hikes of 400%. Stick around. Can you survive the legal aftermath of self-defense? Armed Citizens Legal Defense Network can give you peace of mind knowing that you have the financial and legal assistance to face this new threat to your liberty, your property, and your good name. Become a member today for just $135 a year. Join Armed Citizens Legal Defense Network today. ArmedCitizensNetwork.com Use the tracking code 15625 or Paul Lathrop. ArmedCitizensNetwork.com Don Collier here, letting you know that you won't get fool's gold at Pot of Gold Auction. They're the genuine article. Pot of Gold auctions off guns, coins, jewelry, and antiques of every kind. Stop in and see my friends Dan and Cheryl Todd in Avondale, Arizona for some live auction action. Or check them out on the web at potofgoldestate.com. And we're back with Cheryl Todd talking about the huge gun buying event at azfirearms.com. Oh, AZ, I get it, as in Arizona. Yes, but... Oh, or AZ, as in everything from A to Z. Well, yes, that too. But what I'm telling everybody about is that azfirearms.com is having a huge gun buying event to buy your old firearms all across Arizona and everything from A to Z. That's great news. See, my grandpa left me an old shotgun and it's just sitting on a closet shelf at home. So I can bring that into azfirearms.com and sell my gun. 
gun? Absolutely. azfirearms.com buys, sells, trades, and even consigns your old firearms. Any vintage, any style, military, long guns, handguns, hunting, or home protection. Single items or entire collections. We offer the highest value for your used firearms in a safe and friendly environment, staffed by knowledgeable people. azfirearms.com is Knolltown Avondale off I-10 and Dysart Road. Come on down to the huge gun buying event every day through the end of the month at the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And for all your firearm and ammo needs, visit azfirearms.com. Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are sponsored by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. Well, our first guest today is perfect for a show uh, with the theme Freedom Coalition, people working together, banding together to uh, to ensure our freedom in any ways they possibly can. And uh, the, the lady that I have waiting in the wings, she's not only one of my fellow DC Project delegates. We met each other just a short year ago. I'm seeing on my Facebook page all these pictures popping up saying, one year ago today, and it was in uh, freezing Washington, D.C. that I, I met some of these ladies, and, and uh, Holly Sullivan. She is also the executive board member at CCDL, Connecticut Citizens Defense League, here to talk to us about the Connecticut governor's attempt to raise gun permit fees by 400%. You heard me, 400%. We've been talking about the fact that we cannot doze off because the rights restrictors certainly are not uh, taking us a uh, break. They are constantly trying to dream up new ways to endanger our constitutional rights. Miss Holly, are you with us? I sure am, Cheryl. Thanks for having me. Oh, thank you so much for coming on. You have got to be extra busy right now dealing with this kind of nonsense. So just kind of take us into Connecticut and tell us what is going on there. Uh, who elected this guy? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great question. It's a question we ask all the time is how did he get here? But, um, you know, the reality is that um, Governor Danelle Malloy, he's, he's, you know, no friend of the Second Amendment, that's for sure. It's, um, you know, he's been our governor through the, you know, horrible situations that we've been through in the last few years in Connecticut as far as Sandy Hook and the Newtown um, situation. So, you know, it's, it's one of the hot topics here in Connecticut for sure, and it's something that's very polarizing and, and it's... Um, something that people tend to be very strong on one way or another. Um, and we've had a lot of legislation in the state of Connecticut over the last few years as a result of, of the tragedy that happened here. Um, and, you know, without question, um, the governor is, is not um, somebody that I would say has been um, eager to assist on, on the side of those who are uh, for the Second Amendment. So really what we're facing right now is a situation where the state is um, just in a fiscal disaster. Um, we have a, a, a massive budget that just cannot be balanced as we've overspent. We don't we don't have the money coming in. Um, and he's proposed a budget that would have a direct impact impact um, on the permit holders in the state of Connecticut. So um, in order to balance his budget, he is willing to uh, hurt people's ability to protect their own lives. That's that doesn't seem like a fair trade off to me. And you know, maybe the internal costs of processing the paperwork have skyrocketed. I mean, can we find some way to say, oh, we understand why he's choosing this avenue? Yeah. You know, I, I wish that we could say it was quite that simple, but the reality is there's something called a general fund. So the money that would be generated by this increase on our permit fees is not necessarily, or at least at this point, has not been specifically designated to go towards the permit processing office. Um, He mentioned in an interview that it would um, provide more staffing in that department, but the reality is the way that the budget is drawn up is this money would just go into the general fund. Um, So it is not particularly uh, dog-eared to support the pistol permit processing um, um, department at all. Hmm. Well, you know, it's right. it's interesting to me that, you know, at a time, especially right now, what we've seen in like the last month of our lives that feels like about a year, I've got to tell you, it's been exhausting with the, the protests and the riots and the everything. Yeah. 
is there's this heightened yeah. awareness of uh, you know, feminism. There's this heightened awareness of of you know women wanting to be able to stand on their own, and you know all this sort of thing. And then you take something like this, where a governor of a state is actually pulling the the ground out from under women being able to yep. stand on their own. How does that even gel together? Yeah, it's. It- To be quite honest with you, I think that women, especially single moms, single income households, I think they're the first people that are going to be impacted by this. So what we're really looking at should this take place is a situation where the wealthiest are going to be able to afford to defend themselves. And people who are in lower income areas, people who are maybe, you know, single moms home with children, those are the first people that are not going to be able to afford this permit increase and are going to be the very first people to become victims, to be quite honest with you. We are going to lose our ability to protect ourselves. Um, And it's certainly without question socioeconomically divided because people who can swing the permit, it's not an issue. I mean, not that it's not an issue as far as from a moral perspective, but they can make those payments. Um, for those of us that are not in that situation, it's going to be an absolute hardship. And I think that you're going to see a massive decrease in permit holders among the lower lower income groups, um, and especially among women who we know are already intimidated by the entire process. Mm. Um, for many women who especially didn't grow up around firearms, there's a lot of hesitation around, what do I have to do? Can I take the class? How hard is it? All of those different things. Um, it's always been a male-driven industry, and for women, I think we're going to see the greatest decrease um, among among our gender. Mm-hmm. Holly, welcome to the show. This is Dan. You know, I just looked up the fees for Arizona. Our permit fee is sixty dollars for a new per- permit, forty dollars to renew wow. to renew it. And I look at that and say four hundred percent. Now, you know, the Democrats and the liberals are always crying about, oh, you can't charge for an ID because it's $15 and there's a lot of low-income people that can't afford that just to go vote. And I look at that and say, well, there's a lot of low-income people that need firearms too. And this mm-hmm. is, it just is ridiculous. I mean, so it's okay on some things, but it's not okay on other. I, I, I just don't right. understand it. And, and to kind of give you a little bit of background, our permit fee is has not been as high as it is even right now. Only six years ago, the renewal fee was only $35. So we went from a renewal of $35. Um, the What they're proposing right now, currently, a new application is 140 so They want to oh. increase it to 370 That's okay. as much and as a gun. The, yep. Well, and I'll get to that. And then in addition... We also have to pay for our background check. So he wants to increase the fee from $50 to $75. So realistically, if you're looking at what he's proposing to do, we have, we are required in the state of Connecticut to take a, it doesn't have to be the NRA class, but it has to be something comparable, um, which typically is going to run a student between $125 to $150. So right up front, you have to take a class and that's going to run you around $150. Then you've got your new application fee of $375, a $75 background check, but then additionally on top of that, currently every single town charges an individual processing fee. So what we're looking at is now being faced with between six to $700 Oof. for a person in Connecticut to get their new permit. That doesn't include training. That doesn't include you know, range time on their own aside from the basic permit class. It doesn't include the firearm. doesn't include ammunition. So really, who's going to be priced out? Well, Holly, in in Arizona, we have, uh, we don't have to have a permit. But if you want to have a permit, which I have one. The concealed carry permit. concealed carry permit. We we have, you know, it's 60 bucks. Now you're talking about just a permit to own a gun, right? Right. So so it is, um, and that's the thing, Connecticut is technically open or concealed carry, our permits are simply a permit to carry. So we are not restricted. Um, It's very uncommon in Connecticut to see open carry, but it is not unlawful. Um, So, yes, in order to purchase a firearm or ammunition, you cannot purchase ammunition in the state of Connecticut without the permit. Okay, so you're out of luck. I I don't Um, know how to to describe how ridiculous that is, that you have to mm -hmm. pay 
to have the priv- privilege of, to be able to own a gun. Upwards of a thousand yeah. bucks, you were just saying. Right. Uh, by the time you're done yeah. with it, and now you haven't even purchased the gun, you haven't even purchased the ammo, yeah. you haven't purchased the time on the range to make yourself proficient and uh, trained. Right. And and they say yeah, this is be- okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh no, I'm sorry. Yeah, realistically, it's running. It would probably be for a new shooter it would be between six and seven hundred dollars to just go through the initial process. So basically, the government saying Connecticut saying they're in debt, so they're going to increase our fees instead of thinking about things. What can we cut some things mm. let's cut some stuff. right i mean this right is absolutely and i and i think that's a really important argument is that if i'm not mistaken it's already been ruled in other jurisdictions that it is unlawful to target one particular group now um you know I, and i'm not the expert on that but that's absolutely something that we're looking into is mm-hmm. whether or not it is lawful um to target the uh, you know to target only one group um to the best of my knowledge, the budget doesn't include any other fee increases on any other permits. And there's certainly far more um, effective ways to Absolutely. get some of this income back. Absolutely. Right. So, like, it's certainly, like, if we were to increase perhaps the driver's license renewal to the tune of $3 or $5, something like that, I mean, we'd be looking at, Yes. far more impactful effects on the budget. But the reality is it's only firearm um, or, or permit holders that have been targeted um, in, in this proposal. Well, Holly, um, Holly and, you, there's a lot of people in um, Connecticut. You know, we, we have houses here, nice houses that are cheap. So you could just move. <laughs> <laughs> Come on down to Arizona where it's free. You know, that's a great point. It's something that people say all the time. And as, as you mentioned, and when you introduced me, I'm, I'm one of the executive board members of the Connecticut Citizens Defense League. And I can't tell you how often the argument comes up of just move somewhere else. And my philosophy <sighs> is if you're not part of the fight, it's yeah. never going to get to I love you know that. I mean? And so, speaking of that, we're, we're right out of, about out of time, but how do people help the CCDL help, you know, help fight amazing. this fight? Well, we are a legislative action group. So one of the biggest things you can do is just become a member. We're no cost whatsoever. Just join ccdl.us, become a member, and when we send out our legislative action alerts, contact your legislators, speak to them, let them know that you're there, because there are 250,000 permit holders in this state, and they don't all speak up. If we all spoke up, a quarter million Connecticut residents spoke up together, I think we'd make a lot more progress. I love it. Thank you so much, Miss Holly. And uh, I'll be excited to see you again in June, I think, of this year. We head back to D.C. Are you going to be there? I will be June 16th, I believe. Showing up in your legislators' offices talking about this, right? Absolutely. Right. And we are one of the most unfriendly states (laughs) in the country. So it's going to be an interesting meeting. That's for sure. I love it. Thank you so much. I appreciate all you're doing to help protect our rights, Uh, not just in Connecticut, because what happens in one state can affect all other states. So very much. We appreciate you, Miss Holly Sullivan. Thank you so much. Thank you for your time. Thanks. Thank you. We have to pay to have the privilege to own a gun in Connecticut? Yeah, where's that in the Second Amendment? There's only 27 words. I don't think that would even fit. All right, stick around. We have Matt Lohafer waiting on the other side of these commercials to talk to us about his podcast, Geeks, Gadgets, and Guns. Some fun. Just on the other side. Stick around. Don Collier here, letting you know that you won't get fool's gold at Potty Gold Auction. They're the genuine article. Potigold auctions off guns, coins, jewelry, and antiques of every kind. Stop in and see my friends Dan and Cheryl Todd in Avondale, Arizona for some live auction action. Or check them out on the web at potigoldestate.com. Auctions take place the first and third Tuesday of every month and are full of a great mix of antiques, collectibles, jewelry, guns, and coins. Visit our beautiful air-conditioned showroom off the I-10 at Dysart Road at 215 East Western Avenue in historic downtown Avondale. You will find a friendly and knowledgeable staff, comfortable chairs, and we even serve free birthday cake at every auction. Or bid from the comfort of your home at potofgoldestate.com. Don't miss out. Everything is going, going, gone at potofgoldestate.com. 
Hey everybody, this is Joey Rocket Shoes Dylan, world champion gunslinger and Hollywood gun coach. In the Westerns, there's always a good guy and a bad guy and sometimes the ugly guy. And I always root for the good guy, which is why I'm here to tell you about the good folks over at azfirearms.com. They are straight shooters and always give you the best deal in town. azfirearms.com is the biggest little gun shop in Arizona and have something for every single gun enthusiast. Long guns, pistols, hunting, military, law enforcement, home protection, you name it. And when you've got some guns to sell or trade in and trade up, azfirearms.com are the folks to see. Geez, they bought a cannon once. They are family owned and operated, friendly staff, courteous, totally reliable. azfirearms.com will give you the best value for your used guns. So stop in, see my friends Dan and Cheryl Todd at azfirearms.com in Old Town Avondale off the I-10 and Dysart Road and tell them Joey Rocket Shoes Dylan sent you. Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. Well, the theme of our show today is the Freedom Coalition. And and what does that make you think of, right? People coming together, their ultimate goal is freedom. And we all come about this uh, from different angles. And just even us being on this radio show, uh, we're part of that because we're helping people explore ideas. We're helping give voice to people who have, uh, you know, their own endeavors that they're working on. And sometimes it's just fun. And our next guest is going to help bring some of the fun, I think, because he is a firearms designer and co-host of Geeks, Gadgets, and Guns, and uh, one of the hosts of a YouTube channel called LFD Research, Mr. Matt Lohafer. Are you with us? Yes, I am. Well, welcome to the show. Dan's here with me as well. Welcome to the show, Matt. Oh, cool. Thanks for having me. So you... uh, do stuff with guns that Dan is going to understand, and I'm going to sit back here and look like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Wait a minute. I have to reposition my slobber thing. Yeah. It's, uh, let's go. Let's go. So so you and your, your partner, who we've also had on, mm-hmm. on the show, um, you guys just kind of like say, what if we took a Glock and then tried to put black powder uh, ammunition through it i mean stuff like this right yeah just kind of unusual stuff kind of mythbuster ish but things that uh nerds who think who are nerdy about guns would wonder about (laughs) well matt before we before we get going here how many fingers do you have i still have all 10 of my fingers congratulations let's 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 roll let's go (laughs) Nope, we, we invested in a ransom rest, and we have some very long strings. So <laughs> that's anything great. that's likely to blow up usually gets put in the rest and set off while we're hiding behind something heavy. You know, I was amazed yesterday. One of the people that worked for me showed me a video where they took a Glock. It may have been one of yours. I don't know. But they took a Glock 19, shot it in slow motion, and showed how much movement is in that gun, how much of the plastic parts move around. Oh, wow. And they had a ransom yeah. uh, uh, vice for it. And it's just amazing things like that that you never think that this gun bends. Yeah, when you get something like that on high speed and you put a lot of energy into it like a gunshot does, it materials do odd things when you can look at them really in a lot of frames per second. So what is it that you've done that's really odd? Tell me some stories. Oh, well, we started off our channel by putting, oh, it was a half dozen rifles and a Glock 17 into a big chest cooler full of dry ice to see if they would still run when they were at negative 50 or lower temperatures. And we managed to choke an AK by freezing up all of the lube on it. Uh-huh. And it seems the like Mini 14 would... ran just fine. So you didn't have any pieces break or anything no. like that? Wow. It no, seems everything like... survived. Yeah, I was going to say, it seems like if you could get it to fire at all, it might just shatter the metal because it would just be so cold, right? And so brittle. Mm-hmm. What about a block? Well, Did you do that with a plastic a polymer gun? Yep, we had a Glock 17 in there too, and that survived. 
Well, wow. they should use it, that as a commercial. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's we were down near the edge of where stuff starts to transition from ductile to brittle for all the steel. So it, we weren't quite to where it was real dangerous that it was going to explode, but I don't think we'd want to go any cooler than that. Have, so, you, have you shot any guns with different caliber bullets or anything like that to see what would happen? Yes, we have. We we got a one of those Kiapa Little Badger survival rifles and mm-hmm. 17 HMR, and we were putting 22 caliber lead air rifle pellets in it with a 22... Uh, nail gun blank behind that wow to see what would happen if we squeezed one of those pellets through that 17 caliber barrel and the lead ones worked really well they came out of there going pretty fast and then we tried in even lighter pellet and it turns out it wasn't made out of lead it was zinc or aluminum or something and it's a little bit too hard so it shattered no but it bent up the cast breech block of that oh. uh, Kiapa survival rifle pretty badly. So All I still right, need to fix that. This over. I don't even know what you guys are talking about anymore, but <laughs> <laughs> it sounds super awesome, cool. Now, you were also saying that you, you like to play around with some uh, a CAD. Now, I'll sound cool if I say CAD, but I had to ask you what that meant, which is <laughs> computer-aided design. So talk to us about that. Well, my day job is doing design work for a truck parts or truck suspension company. So I'm working on computer aided design. Like you've seen in on videos, probably where someone has a, a 3d model of a part that they're working on, on the computer and where you use the, it's you have this model in your computer and you can, shape it however you want the final part to be and then you can use that to make all your drawings and you can put that into software to see if how strong it is and so that's what I do all day and then I my boss at my real job knew the owner at Jard and introduced me to him and I got going on doing design work for rifles and stuff like that well that's very Cool. Now, see, that I can get behind. You know, I don't even play video <laughs> games, but I'm like, you know, and that whole 3D p- printing thing, I think, is just mind-blowing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like the Jetsons have, have uh, arrived finally after all these years. So talk to us about your podcast, Geeks, Gadgets, and Guns. And it, does it directly relate to what you do on the YouTube channel, or are they really kind of two separate uh, genres or or topics of conversation there's a pretty good amount of overlap um, our youtube is pretty much focused just on guns and things like that the our podcast we go further into video games and uh, f- science fiction movies and uh, books and things like that too so you a little bit further into nerd culture and other our other interests speaking of which dan was just telling us at dinner the other night there was this show that used to be on like in the 90s where these uh oh gosh what was it dan where they review a movie they'll take like a b movie that science oh 2000 mystery science theater 3000 that they're bringing that back they're updating that so uh, yeah something tells me you're going to be all over that (laughs) my wife is going to really really like that We would, you know, it's like, why is that fun or good TV? But somehow we would just get sucked in every time. So, uh, Matt, have you shot a gun with in water? We haven't tried that. I haven't either. I've seen videos of it, but I just wonder if that's for real or not, if it works. Well, I, I know I, Mythbusters has done it. And now you just had me thinking that I always hear that if you try it with something like a 22 caliber or smaller, the water can't get out of the way fast enough and you can risk blowing up the barrel. So now I want to try that with a old AR barrel or something. Wow. Well, that, that would be interesting. You let me know if you do that. Cause I'd like to see how that turns out. Now, whose guns are you blowing? 
are risking blowing uh, up. <laughs> I mean, they're not cheap, right? No, they're we're Matt and I are using our own guns for all of this and mostly we do stuff if it's something that we like, we try to do experiments with it that we're pretty sure is not going to hurt it, but we do we've been tinkering with things long enough that we have extra barrels or something Smart. that's a friend shot out and took off and gave to us. So Smart. Well, I could tell you stories about people that brought guns into me that uh, were not repairable because of things that they did wrong. There, <laughs> there's a lot of things you can do that can really mess a gun up. Well, it but, sounds yeah. like they're trying to do it on purpose. So yeah. I don't know if that's yeah. the case with some of our, uh, <laughs> our clientele, but um, all right, well, we're about out of time, but please tell people how can they tune in and check out these cool videos and, and hear, uh, your podcast. Well, for if they want to see our video stuff, they can go to lfdresearch.com or they can go on YouTube and search for LFD Research. And for our podcast, you can find us at facebook.com forward slash geeks, gadgets, and guns, or they can go to geeksgadgetsandguns.com and that will have links to everywhere that you can download the show and listen to it. Very cool. I know I'm going to be checking those out. I, I, You know, you get behind on things, so I'll go and binge watch and get mm-hmm. caught up. So thank you so much for being on with us today. Uh, again, Geeks, Gadgets, and Guns, and LFDR Research, Matt Lohafer. Thanks for being on today. Well, thanks for letting me come on. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, stick around because on the other side of these commercials, we're actually going to play a, a an audio clip for you. This is Dana Lash speaking to CPAC. It's very interesting. It's very passionate. I think you're going to want to stick around and hear this. And we're back with Cheryl Todd talking about the huge gun buying event at azfirearms.com. Oh, AZ, I get it, as in Arizona. Yes, but... Oh, or AZ, as in everything from A to Z. Well, yes, that too. But what I'm telling everybody about is that azfirearms.com is having a huge gun buying event to buy your old firearms all across Arizona and everything from A to Z. That's great news. See, my grandpa left me an old shotgun and it's just sitting on a closet shelf at home. So I can bring that into azfirearms.com and sell my gun. Absolutely. AZFirearms.com buys, sells, trades, and even consigns your old firearms. Any vintage, any style, military, long guns, handguns, hunting, or home protection. Single items or entire collections. We offer the highest value for your used firearms in a safe and friendly environment, staffed by knowledgeable people. AZFirearms.com is Knolltown Avondale off I-10 and Dysart Road. Come on down to the huge gun buying event every day through the end of the month at the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And for all your firearm and ammo needs, visit AZFirearms.com. I'm Rob Morse from the Self-Defense Gun Stories podcast. Each week we share stories about men and women who saved lives. Now I'm asking you to be a lifesaver as well. The Second Amendment Foundation protects our rights to keep and bear arms. They defend our rights in courts from coast to coast. Today, they need our help. Please go to saf.org and join the Second Amendment Foundation. That's saf. Be a part of the gold rush and head on down to see my friends at Potty Gold Auctions in Avondale, Arizona. Or check out the auction online at PottyGoldState.com. These folks auction off guns, coins, jewelry, and antiques of every kind. Everything is going, going, gone. So you best hurry and tell them Don Cogger sent you. Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are sponsored by azfirearms.com, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. So our theme today is the Freedom Coalition. And, you know, we're talking about how we all try to come together. We're all focused on this bullseye called freedom. We come at it from different angles, uh, different areas of our life that we have, uh, you know, some expertise in. And I wanted to play for you an audio clip. This is Dana Lash. She was uh, just at CPAC, right, the uh, Conservative Political Action uh, Committee, uh, and she just gave such a passionate speech.
speech about why the Second Amendment is important to her personally in her life. And I thought, there's no way I can do it justice. Just let you listen to it. Now, it's about 11 minutes long. So settle in, sit back, and uh, just just try to understand how some of us that are fighting for our Second Amendment rights, that value our Second Amendment rights, that passionately want to preserve these to pass along to our children and our grandchildren, how we feel and why we feel those things. Dana Lash. Pierre's Office for Public Communication and a national spokesperson for the National Rifle Association. The original civil and natural rights group of the United States of America. And I couldn't be happier because this is such an important group. All right, so let me just like get personal for a second. This is why I am on board with this group. A couple of years ago, I wrote a book called Hands Off My Gun. And I detailed why I do not want to be an unarmed victim. And let me tell you something. We have the Fourth Circuit Court of Appeals case that's going to be making its way towards the Supreme Court. We have midterms coming up. It still isn't. We always have to protect our natural rights. I had my life protected by a firearm. Now, I get that the people like Shannon Watts and the people like Michael Bloomberg and all of these very well-to-do one percenters that like to outsource their firearms to someone else and they think it's virtuous because they pay someone to carry them, I don't, I'm not a frillionaire like Sugar Daddy Michael. So, and I don't think y'all are either. When I was a kid, uh, my grandparents, because all my family's from the Ozarks, when I was a kid, I was staying with my grandparents, myself and my little cousin, we were in my grandparents' bed, and it was a late summer afternoon, late summer evening, window was open, breeze was blowing through, and I was just about to sleep. I heard the evening news on, they were wrapping up their broadcast, and then I heard from out in the woods this wailing. It was this inhuman wailing. And at first, it didn't register with me. I kept thinking, well, maybe I'm having a bad dream. And it got closer and closer to the house. Now, down in the south, down in the Ozarks, my grandparents never locked their doors. They also don't put their guns up in these big, giant locked rooms. They keep them in wood cabinets with etched glass in the front, like a china cabinet, you know, for guns. And this noise got closer and closer. And finally, I heard the punching of feet in my grandparents' gravel driveway. It was my aunt, who had been beaten within an inch of her life, who was running away in the woods, barefoot and bloodied, with broken teeth, because her felon of an SOBX found her, beat her up, and told her he was going to kill her. And this prohibited possessor went for, for his criminally possessed firearm, and she ran to my grandparents' house only place she knew she'd be protected. And with that, my grandpa, I was terrified at that time, he went to the bedroom, this NRA member, World War II Navy vet, went to the bedroom, grabbed his shotgun, went and sat on the front porch, cocked it and started swinging. And that made me feel safe. And I went back to sleep. Now, when you call the law, down in, from where my family is, on average, 911 call, 20-minute response time, even longer down there. It was about 35 minutes later that the law finally did come. And as it turned out, that abusive ex-con did actually drive to my grandparents' house, turned off his lights. But when he saw the silhouette of that old vet sitting on the porch with a gun, he thought better of it. And that's because the NRA protected his rights and they protect your rights. That's what it comes down to. And you know what? You, everybody sits here and talks about a big tent. Let me tell you something. All my Ozark kin, they're all blue-collar voters. These were all Clinton Democrats. You know, the Democrats, the, the blue-collar flyover people, my second book, Flyover Nation, that were good enough to vote for the Clinton in the 90s, but when they voted for Trump November 8th, they were suddenly racist and bigots and, you know, all this stuff. They were good enough to carry Slick Willie to the White House but when they changed affiliation, what? They weren't good enough for you anymore? They weren't good enough for Democrats? These are the people 
These blue-collar voters, you know why? Do you know why Democrats lost in November? You want to know why they lost? Because these people are worrying about how they're going to put food on their table. They're worried about how they're going to pay their premiums of the health care that they didn't lose yet. They're worried about how they're going to keep their lights on, how they're going to keep their jobs when you had Hillary Clinton out there saying she was going to ruin the coal industry. These people were worried about being blown up if they decided to go up to the city and go out to the mall because we have domestic terror incidents. And instead of getting answers from one particular party, instead they got lectured to about pronouns. They got lectured to about who can use whose bathroom. They got lectured about everything that has nothing to do with the vital necessities of day-to-day -day life. And that is why Democrats lost. They are our, our bitter clingers. They are our. This entire time, you want to know where these blue-collar voters have been? They've been in the NRA, the original big tent. They have been in the NRA, these bitter clingers, these Bible thumpers, these gun nuts, these Second Amendment extremists, those deplorables have been in the NRA this entire time. Which is why I'm on board with the NRA. I want to remind people, I was the one who introduced Trump here on stage back in 2015. Now I'm going to tell you all this. Because some people need a little come to Jesus talk. And some of my friends on our side, we need to sit down, we need to have a little come to Jesus moment and have a little heart to heart for a second, right? Folks, we all know how primaries work, right? We know how primaries work? We all fight during the primaries. What happened with us during the primaries, do you know why it didn't affect me? Because that's my family reunion every year. Every Christmas, that's my table. Every Thanksgiving, that's my table. I, I have the amazing, wonderful, blessed DNA of being Irish, so go figure, an American Indian, and German because my husband. So it's a little crazy. We fight during the primaries, but I'm gonna tell you what, during the general election, you go to war with the soldiers you have. That's how you win. Now we weren't united during the primary, and you know why? Because we're not hive mind. We're not betas. We fight, metal sharpens metal, that's what we do. But the election's over, and now, I don't think that there's anyone who would say, whether they be lukewarm or never or totally pro-Trump, that they are displeased with what has been happening these first, what is it, 35, 36 days? Who can say they are never for Gorsuch? Who can say that they aren't for having a conservative Supreme Court justice? With that comes accountability. So let's not mess that up. You get what you want, we hold each other up, and we hold each other accountable. That's how it works. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is how we expand this coalition that we're growing. And like I said, you know, when I go back to these blue dogs, I read a New York Times editorial that said Democrats were being urged to go further left. Okay. The only way that Democrats are ever going to win is if they figure out how to run Jim Webb. And even then... I don't think, I, even then, I don't think that they would come around to him. No, this, I want to, by the way, I want to give a shout out to all those blue dog Democrats who went out and swung this election because they voted guns, they voted jobs, they voted manufacturing, they voted trade, they didn't vote bathrooms and pronouns and Beyonce and everything else. And you know what? Sorry, Democrats, we stole your girl. <laughs> you know what? I look at it like this. Because of those blue dog Democrats that we stole, actually, they were, they were with the NRA the entire time. The NRA brought them and helped and, and, and encouraged them to vote for freedom and, and made sure, look, this is what is on the ballot. And now as a result of this, we got Neil Gorsuch knocking at the door. As a result of this, we have real generals making decisions in, like the State Department, Pentagon, Department of Defense. These are great decisions.
And you're not going to find no bigger tent than what you find at the NRA. You won't. Men, women, black, white, gay, straight, Democrat, Republican. I've talked to so many members, members that the media with their fake news, that they want to ignore. Y'all want to know what the face of the NRA looks like? All of you people back there, because it seems like whenever there's some sort of, you know, shooting or some sort of tragedy, y'all go to some sort of, some lobbyist who used to work for Monsanto instead of coming and talking to actual gun owners. This here is the face of the NRA. I am a face of the NRA. Maj Torre is the face of the NRA. Chris Chang is the face of the NRA. Pink pistols are a face of the NRA. Get it right. This is the organization for people who want to have a fighting chance. All day, every day. Now I'm going to tell you something else. This is the organization for women who don't want to be afraid if they stop at the grocery store to get some milk at night after working all day and they got to get milk and toilet paper for their family and they got to stop at the grocery store. I don't want to feel afraid walking to my car at night because you have these lobbyist groups out there who think it's virtuous to be a victim and not virtuous to be an armed defender of yourself and your family. And that now you know why I wanted you to hear Dana in her own words with her own passion. You know, there's going to be people that come against her and say, ah, she's just a paid mouth for the NRA. You listen to what she says. You listen to how she says it. That is in her DNA. That is in her bones. It is important to her for her family legacy that our constitutional rights don't get any more infringed on than they already are. And if there's any way to to begin to rebuild them, uh, she and Dan and I and the guests that we bring on this show are right there. And if, if you get sidetracked because you've heard somewhere that the NRA is the bad guy, I think you need to do a little bit of soul searching, maybe do a little bit more research and understand what it's really all about, and that, you know, the United States, it is a freedom coalition. We are coalescing together. We are uniting, focusing on the bullseye freedom. So I just needed to share that, and I appreciate your your patience. It was a long clip, but I appreciate you listening in. And we still have an entire hour up ahead We have some amazing in-studio guests. You do not want to miss these two guys. We have the president and the vice president of the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association and where I stole the uh, theme from today, the Freedom Coalition. We have Sheriff Richard Mack and Rick Dalton in studio coming up next. When you're working hard to beat debt, you've got to think of creative ways to get your income up. Here's an idea. Sell some stuff at auction. Start with locally owned and operated potofgoldestate.com. The owners, Dan and Cheryl Todd, have over 60 years of combined experience in selling antiques, collectibles, guns, coins, and jewelry. And over their many years in business, they've earned the trust of thousands of people just like you. Whether you're saving for a rainy day emergency fund or paying down debt, let potofgoldestate.com help you get the extra cash you need. Potofgoldestate.com will purchase your items outright, or you can consign them to their twice-a-month online auction. Pot of Gold's nationwide online auction is a great place to get top dollar for your collectibles. They specialize in everything from antiques, coins, high-end collectibles, to cars, boats, guns, and more. Get started today at potofgoldestate.com, or visit them off I-10 and Dysart Road in Historic Avondale for some live auction action. For more information, visit potofgoldestate.com. That's potofgoldestate.com. 
Hey ladies, Cheryl Todd here from azfirearms.com. Many of us ladies are taking the important step of becoming responsibly armed, but it can be an intimidating process. And with all the politics swirling, a first-time gun buyer, whether a guy or a lady, might feel uncertain about where to begin and who to trust. At azfirearms.com, we are a small, friendly, family-owned shop that specializes in first-time gun buyers. We are staffed with knowledgeable people who are ready to help answer all of your questions. My husband and Dan and I pride ourselves on having a safe, no-pressure environment. Once you have decided on a purchase, azfirearms.com partners with professional firearms instructors who will train you to become a responsible, safe, prepared, and proficient gun owner. So ladies and gents, when you are looking for personalized service and a huge selection, come to azfirearms.com in Old Town Avondale off the I-10 and Dysart Road or visit us on the web at azfirearms.com. 